Radio. Welcome back to Pit Pass Radio. Thanks for listening. We just got done speaking with uh, the proverbial new boss, Scott, Mike, <laughs> Michael D. Aloya. Yeah. I think I got it said correctly there. In parts of America, it's D. Aloyer. Yeah, well, <laughs> or need a lawyer. I think need a lawyer. Why, why did he not go into the law, a practice of law? I don't know because it was that close. Great guy, and uh, we had a lot of fun talking with him. And I'm sure we'll be doing a lot more of that in the future as we discover front porch and the front porch people. Look for him online at front porch frontporchpeople.com. Thanks to Ed for helping to make that uh, whole thing happen. So, Tony, uh, introductions go to you for our next guest. All right, we're going to talk to Max Gershon. He's a defending AMA West hair scramble champion and a veteran top enduro cross racer. Finished fourth place in the Tennessee Knockout uh, last year and uh, based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Max joins us. What's up, Max? How are you? How you been? Hey, hey guys. I'm doing great. Doing great. How's everything in Scottsdale? You know, I, I'm actually out here in the New River area, which is kind of the northern outskirts of Phoenix. Um, and I'll tell you what, boys, it is hot today. Well, I didn't ask where you were. I, I asked how everything was in Scottsdale. <laughs> he wants well, to know. but it's hot over here. Swing down there and check it out, would you? Let us know. <laughs> it's hot in Phoenix. I, I suppose that's how it is in August. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's pretty warm here, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm only two hours away from Flagstaff, so I can zip up there and go mountain biking and do some training up there and uh anything done down here just has to be done early in the morning that's for sure so when you are racing or riding as it were um and it's so hot but it's a dry heat you can uh the sweat evaporates from your body the 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 atmosphere actually sucks the moisture out of you um how cognizant are you of hydration and hydration needs um, and, and what your body's telling you while you're, you're racing, because racing will take a lot out of you. Yeah. It's so funny that you just said that because I was just sitting here a minute ago and I grabbed my gallon of water and I just continued pounding on it because I mean, when you're out in this heat, I mean, it does, just like you said, the, the heat really sucks it right out of you and you have to stay on top of it because once you get to the point where you're dehydrated, you have, it, it's like, it's kind of hard to get back rehydrated again. So, I mean, I'm constantly, I drink like you know, a gallon and a half of water a day, probably. It's ridiculous. Are you putting electrolytes back in your body? I know Tony's real cognizant of electrolytes and, and things like yeah. uh, potassium, things like that. When you sweat, the things that you lose are pretty specific. And it's hard to get those back in the right quantities. Like Red Skelton, an old comedian, would go out on stage, and he would sweat so much, he would drink an entire six-pack of Heineken just to replace the potassium he lost on stage. He would lose 11, 12 pounds of water. Uh, every time he went on stage. And that's hard on a, on a guy, let alone a guy that's 70 years old. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I can really imagine. I, I didn't know that people had 11 pounds of water weight to even lose. I didn't either. I didn't believe it. We weighed his tuxedo before, and we weighed his tuxedo afterwards, and sure enough, it was 11 pounds. Maybe he shouldn't have been wearing a tuxedo then. That <laughs> would seem the obvious <laughs> well, answer. He's old school, old school comedy. He's dead now, but uh, I think he was low on potassium. Tony, I know you had your hand up. You wanted to go next. I was just curious how the riding's been and, and the season and what you've been up to. Just kind of give us an update, would you, Max? Yeah, for sure. Um, not a lot of people are you know super aware of the situation, but three weeks ago I had beta out here at my my home track and. Uh, doing some testing and stuff like that my bike actually ran out of gas on 
the worst place possible on my endurocross track here and I went flying through the air and long story short I got a pretty big concussion and I broke a couple of ribs in my upper back and uh yeah it was pretty not pretty so uh just just on Sunday is the first day that I started to feel pretty much normal again so up until this point I've been really like you know I've had a lot of injuries before broken bones and tendons and ligaments and you know all that stuff is you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter, you know, it's just pain, it just kind of hurts a little bit, but, you know, you just kind of get over it, but this, this concussion, I haven't really had one before, and, man, this thing, it, it puts you on your butt, man, I, I, I've never, I felt like I was highly, highly, highly intoxicated for, like, a week and a half, it was the weirdest feeling, so, I just started feeling normal again, I started riding, I've been riding a couple times, and, um, I'm actually seeing a, a, a neurologist tomorrow to get a doctor's release for uh, the Prescott Enduro Cross this weekend. We did a two-hour special, if you recall, Tony. Do you remember this? Yeah. Uh, and it was, I was surprised at the number of people in our industry that would not comment. And I'm talking about helmet manufacturers, those that approve the helmets. Uh, and what, what's the name of the company that does the approval or the, 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 the testing? Well, there's Snell. Uh, there's... Yep, Snell. Yeah, I mean, they have an opinion, and they state it on their website, but they're not willing to go on a radio show and, and have a conversation about it. The NFL is finally facing their demons, uh, and uh, the, 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 all sports. is. How about this? Women's soccer is one of the worst at, at concussions. Yeah, it's brutal. And watching. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised to hear you guys say that, that they, that they don't want to have a discussion about it because, I mean, at the end of the day, this is rider safety that we we're talking about that's right. here, and that's something that needs to be discussed. It's not something that's optionally discussed. I mean, this is serious, serious stuff, and this is the future of, I mean, there are all of our children, too, you know, that are out there ripping and riding. I mean, don't we want them to be as safe as possible? Well, guess what? We need to talk about it, and we need to figure it out. I have, I have football players at 34 years old can't tie their own shoes. This is a discussion that needs to happen. It's not going away. We have to address it. What do you mean they can't tie their shoes? They literally can't tie their shoes. They can't feed themselves. Um, the con- the con- From the effects of concussive lifestyle. Exactly. A concussive lifestyle. Yeah, in the old days of football, and I keep bringing up football, um, if a guy threw up in the middle of a play uh, or on the field, uh, oh, he's, a, he's just a, being a tough guy. That's not what made him throw up. What made him throw up is he just got his bell rung, and today we call it concussion. Um, the WWE, uh, one of their stars, wrote a book called Football's Dirty Little Secret, and and it and it, be, it really opened up the eyes of everybody. And and all sports, all sports are are uh, legitimately eligible to be included in the conversation. Anytime you have a, a, a if you have to wear a helmet, guess what? you're going to be one of those that will be included in the discussion, and you need to be. Don't think yep. you're better than anybody else. You're not. Well, you know, it, it's, so, it's so funny that you say all that because, I mean, 6D, I was wearing a 6D helmet, and I feel like they are kind of on the forefront of actually discussing this stuff. I mean, I'm not sure what your guys' experience is with them, but um, they've been very, like, you know, I feel like they're very verbal in this in the whole concussion scene, I guess you could say, because, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, like you were talking about the football players, it's the repetitive hits that get you, right. you know, and that's why I'm going to see a neurologist to make sure that I'm basically um, okay to, you know, start racing again this weekend, but, 
but yeah, I mean, I would hate to even think about what what would happen if I didn't have the sixty helmet on. Honestly. We actually had 60 on that program we that did. Scott's talking about, and, and they were actually working with the NFL, if you remember, Scott. As on, progressive as anybody. Yeah, and uh, and with some technology and, and you know, just sharing technology and, and the and and the tech, and the experiences that they have with, with uh, research and development with their helmets and that kind of thing. And it sounds like NFL is actually using a lot of the 60 technology now, which I imagine is probably making 60 a lot more money than motorcycle helmets. But, um, probably. Yeah, but it was it was neat to hear that that sixty. You know, they were they were granted some award or, or they they were given a grant or they awarded a grant. Maybe that's how I should say. Yeah, it. They, yeah. They, and they used their grants for the purpose of doing a much larger study. To you know, their what we had talked with them about on the show was the research they're doing and gathering data from right. a, a very large population of people who are known to have had head impacts. You know, when I was a teenager, I had several concussions to the point where the doctor says you probably should take a you should probably consider taking a little break and that was i mean several concussions and i had a lot of black spots um and they have been reoccurring over the years not as much as they used to but i I haven't talked about it too much i've kind of kept quiet but i have experienced them a little bit more lately than uh, just I'm kind of confused at, at times, and I'm probably going to head to the head doctor over this too. I've never had a concussion, and I'm always confused. <laughs> right? Well, that's, so a, that that's something else, Scott. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, there'd be black spots in in high school. I remember I would I would wake up and I'd be at Valley West Mall. Not just I say wake up, but I'd end up at Valley West Mall, and I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? I'm walking in the mall. Right. I don't remember driving there. I don't remember anything. And this is this isn't good. And what am I doing here? You know, and I. I always make a joke. I'm a product of bell helmets in the nineties, you know, but, uh, it wasn't just bell helmets. It's, it's all helmet technology back then. And they were heavy. And, uh, you know, you, you, your, my brain's taking a lot of hits and it's spooky. So I, I, I commend you max for, for taking the, all the precautions. And, you know, we've had guys on Tony Alessi over the years, talked about his kids and making his kids sit out when his kid was championship contender. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a lot of guys over the years and it's, it's good that it's growing, but the, the, the bummer is, is it's still a big mystery to everybody. Well, there, there's been no conclusions. And if you look at the Smithsonian uh, article, there is no such thing as a concussion proof helmet. And there's no such thing as a brain, uh, cavity. Okay. Within your skull that will either guarantee that you do or don't or will or won't be concussed at any point in your career, no matter the sport you play. That's the key. As long as we recognize that and we can reduce occurrence and have people that are specialized to look for concussions that yep. take place on the track, that's key because the guy will not take himself out. If he's competitive, okay, he will not take himself out of a race, out of a game of whatever insert sport here because that's how he gets paid. That's how he gets noticed. That's how he gets sponsors. Uh, their well, job is to race. Point. Huh? That, that's a huge point right there, and, and I'm going to elaborate on that. You know, in the motorcycle world, and I'm a huge, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this, you know, for some reason, it's, the idea is that racers need to race no matter what. You know, like, if you're hurt, well, if you can possibly race, just go race. And like I said, I mean, I'm probably one of the worst myself. I've raced with broken bones many times, but, you know, from what I'm finding throughout this concussion and stuff is 
there's no like if you break your arm, you break your leg. It's very obvious they can see it on an X-ray. It's conclusive. They can give you a right. prognosis. That's how it is. With a brain injury, it's just a bunch of fatty, soft tissue inside of a skull, and you know there's no real telling how long your recovery is or how bad it was. And a lot of the CT scans you can get are kind of like, okay, well that didn't really tell us anything. So <laughs> you know, True. at that point, at that point, it's we have to be the responsible ones, the riders and the parents to, and the team manager to say, hey, I had a head injury. You know, I raced with a broken hand last week, and that was fine, but I'm not willing to change the course of the rest of my life. That's it. That's it. It's right. not you today at 30, you today at 24. It's you today, excuse me, at 60, when, when you literally can't walk up a set of stairs because you don't have the balance. And yeah, my God, we, we deserve to treat each other better than that. Our expectations of one another should be along the lines of the human condition. You know, thing of like Roman, remember Roman, when you had that crash and they went and they, they scanned your head and they couldn't find your brain. And it was so sad. It was so sad. We've, we've, and yeah. then it, a lot of stuff started to make sense. Yeah. We started a GoFundMe page for him. Do you remember that? <laughs> sure. No. We gave, it was actually an old no. school GoFundMe page. Yeah. It was more like we just gave him a, a, a push mower and I <laughs> said, GoFundMe. Oh, what, 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 yeah, funny. Super funny. No, last year, Max, I, I crashed <laughs> on my 450 and broke six ribs and, oh boy, you my head. And, you'd have thought, Max, you would have thought that it was a, a life-changing experience his it probably was six bruised ribs <laughs> they were cracked. broken whatever dude's anyway. been in battle before he's been yeah. in battle he is before. my ride home i better shut up all right by the way this portion of our program brought to you by our good friends of fly racing right now you can upload your photos to the fly wall fly racing loves to share photos of its fans which is why they created the fly wall the fly wall is a fun way for fly racing fans to share their photos uh, right there on the website, the Fly Racing website. All you need to do is enter, go to the Fly Racing website, uh, click on the uh, on the button on the menu in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, choose Post a Pick, upload your favorite pics of yourself, your family, your friends, or whatever. And if approved, your photo will show up on the fly wall. It's as simple as that, and it's being seen by thousands of people every day. So head on over to flyracing.com and upload your pics for a chance to be featured on the fly wall. Let's go back to our guest, Tony. All right, Max, uh, we're, we're just about out of time with you, but I want to uh, give you an opportunity to kind of give your fans uh, an update or maybe a, a screenshot of what you have coming up for the rest of the year and uh, now that we're almost headed to fall and then uh, give you an opportunity to talk about your sponsors to help you go racing. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Um, well, as of right now, all I'm focused on is uh, going to that doctor's appointment tomorrow and getting cleared so I can race this weekend. Um that's just, this weekend's the first round of the Endurocross series, and I'm really, really hoping to have a good run in that series this year. Um, you know, Beta and everybody else putting in a huge effort trying to go tackle that series, so I really want to have a good showing and um, be finishing up some of the last couple of races of the Western Hair Scramble series this year also, which I'm currently second place in. Um, so i got to keep fighting for that one. I've had a couple of rough races that I got sick and stuff like that, So, uh, but I'm just going to keep fighting on that see what we can do and uh yeah i'm just really looking forward to it i mean beta is behind it my my, uh my gear sponsor climb they're awesome 6d like we were talking about earlier cd boots everybody is is all in and um 
ready to go racing. And we're all in for you too, Max. Keep up the good work, brother, and uh, positive results and uh, from the uh, from the docs, man, on the tests and everything. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you caring enough to share. All right, uh, who gets the ghost ride and why? That's our open topic for the open conversation. That's coming up next. You're listening to America's Moto Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. What's up, guys? Trey Kennard here. Then I ride the 450 class. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.